The world doesn't need another D&D podcast, but you do. Welcome to Durgans and Dargans. I'm your dungeon master, Ben. Joining me today is Matt. Hello, my name is Matt, and I will be playing Jet. Also joining me is Charles. I'm Charles, also known as Pildis, uh, and I'll be playing Runal Surname, the human wizard. And last but not least, we have Aaron. Hey, I'm Aaron, and uh, I will be playing Darren Buccaneer. We are a D&D podcast for the whole family. As long as your family is into intense, bloody adventures. We take Dungeons & Dragons seriously, but we're not going to teach your six-year-old any unfortunate vocabulary words. With no announcements because we're brand new, we're going to dive right in. Our adventure begins with three friends in prison. Comrades in arms who met on the road, traveled together, and fought together. And while still not knowing much about each other, they share the sort of bond that those who have endured adversity tend to form. Having gone through the Grindelon Forest, they made their way to Halting Stream City, where they were subdued and imprisoned by the Praetors, the powerful spellsword division of the ruling noble family. And that, dear listeners, is where our story begins. Your minds are groggy. Your heads are pounding from a recent beating. The drip, drip, dripping of scummy dungeon water sounds like an executioner's drum in your ears. You each slowly open your eyes and look around. You're in a dungeon, dank and dark. A single magical torch next to the oaken door lights the room. With relief, you see your traveling companions chained to the wall next to you. Darren, you're in the middle, with Runel to your left and Jet on your right. Across from you is a haggard-looking but handsome young man that you suspect to be half-elven. He has many bruises on his face and body. Ah, he says, with a voice that sounds a lot stronger than his beaten body should be producing. How are you enjoying the hospitality of the Hotelay family? Some of this seems strangely familiar. I, oh, you guys have no idea how hard it was to not specifically just say, Hmm, so you're finally awake. <laughs> I didn't have you guys start with your hands bound in a cart heading through a snowy wood. Uh, thanks for that. We can have some original content in our, in our podcast. Uh, Skyrim. I suppose I should introduce myself. I'm Henry Harrington, currently a prisoner because the city guard believes I am a courier for the Freedom Brigade and currently do not suspect that I am its second in command. Uh, so, uh, you have been arrested under suspicion of being in league with me. Um, I mean, once we get to know each other a little bit here, do you want to be in league with me? Since you're already suffering the consequences anyway. I think it's a little early to decide that. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to know more of your motives and uh, actual beliefs. Let me give you some backstory. Uh, the Hotelay family was one of the great royal families of Halting Stream City. And over the past few generations, they've really taken over and they've given us a whole lot of trouble by starting to imprison or kill, usually killing, the people who were threats to their power. And they shrunk down the city guard, and then they increased the size of their own forces. And they're all about, like, kind of being awful people in pursuit of their own power. I, we don't like that. 
we want to go back to having a few royal families and you know I, we have this crazy idea that maybe we'd have we'd be governed by an elected council we're still working out the details but we've all decided that the Hotelet family needs to go that may be so, but I also don't necessarily think that we need to just become best friends with the person we just met in prison, right? We are still in prison together, and so, while we may be okay. here unjustly, I'm not necessarily convinced that you are, sir. My name is Runel, by the way. I'm only here to uh, further my studies and get funding. I'm not here to join any political uprising in any kind of city uh, shake-up or whatever you're, whatever you're trying to sell. Um, but, I mean, if you can get us out of this situation, I, I think, you know, perhaps we could uh, collectively put our mutual interests together. But other than that, I'm, I'm not looking for any new friends at this time. You know what? That's all I really needed to hear, because what we're going to start out our friendship on is not just being in prison together, but getting out of prison. So I suspect that we're not going to be here very long, though maybe easier, maybe harder to get out. So if we can start by getting you out of this prison, would you agree to meet with me and hear more about our cause? Then I'd say let's get let's get a move on. I'll, I'll tell I'll whatever whatever politicians you want to get out. I'm there. They're gone. They're gone. I, and if you want to get out of here, let's do it. You know what? I love it. And he gets a little quiet for a moment, and he listens, and then you hear footsteps on the hallway, and they get closer and closer, and then a key turns in the door, and the door swings open, and there is a beautiful woman stepping through the door clothed in rich but sturdy traveling clothes and Henry looks at that door with uh, a strange expression on his face that is a mixture of utter delight and intense disappointment and he says Katrine but you but your family but this is it this is there's no going back from this and Katrine says Yes, well, I, it was time. It was time to cut ties. It was time to be who I am and be with the people who love me and support me for me and who agree that there is, that there ought to be justice in the world. That's it. Cutting all ties. I'm with you now. And Henry says, oh, okay. All right, I guess that's that then. Uh, hello, folks. Please meet Katrine Hotelet. Uh, she is delightful, wonderful. We've been going steady for a bit now. Uh, very much behind her family's back. And she's apparently our ticket out of here. Now, here's the struggle. She has a way to get her and me out of here lickety-split. But you guys might need to take the long way out. Now, we can let you out of your shackles, but you may need to, um, well, you might need to do a little fighting. Uh, but we will let you out of the shackles, and I will have you met by a resistance runner by the door to the dungeon, and he will take you to a safe place if you can manage to get out. How does that sound? Fine. We'll, we'll take the long way around. Yay, okay. And look, things go well and swimmingly, and you make it out, and we all get reunited. 
and you like, you know what, hey, maybe I'm willing to fight for the cause of justice a little bit. I mean, we could pay you. Do you like money? I mean, I mean, Mr. Runel, you're looking for something for your studies, yes? And I'm, I'm going to be honest with you there. Uh, what was it? What was your name, uh, Mr. My name's, my name's Jet. Oh, yes. Okay, and Mr. Jet, you seem like you're not opposed to the idea of having more money. I would, I would definitely take any money, especially if it involves putting down politicians. See, there we go. Look. We could be, we could be good friends here, or at least great uh, working companions. Oh, I guess. Katrina Hardelay, uh pulls out another set of keys, unlocks your manacles, uh, and the manacles of Henry. She and Henry stand together in the very center of the dungeon, underneath a tiny, tiny pinprick of light that's shining down through a very narrow air hole, much larger above. She pulls out a scroll, reads some words in a strange language, and all of a sudden, they transform into houseflies and fly up through the hole. You are left in this dripping, grim dungeon, free of your shackles, and with uh, an open door ahead of you. Well, at least I don't have to kick it down. <sighs> I'm worried about this. I mean, why, should, why would you be worried? You got, you're this big big guy oh yeah by the by the way out of character what do we all look like oh <laughs> yeah why don't you guys describe your characters very briefly i am a human so i look quite humanly five foot seven weigh 150 pounds dark blue eyes medium length black hair are are we in like the academic finery that you're kind of used to Absolutely, absolutely. I'm I'm wearing like just the the typical like professor's regalia, for sure. I love it. And I, I, I like at this point, how have you graduated from magical undergrad, or do you have like, and like are we working on our masters? So, um, Runel, I I actually on my character sheet um, have Runel surname PhD. So he does have uh, several degrees at this point. So he's got like the the shawls, the stoles. Um, yeah, he's. Um, I I consider him more of like a perpetual grad student who just is uh, engrossed in a life of academia, um, and the only reason he wants to adventure out of that little bubbled world is to get more funding for his uh, for his studies. Perfect. I'm a, I'm a tall. Um, like six foot nine, uh, 300 pound minotaur, um, uh, with dark brown hair. And, uh, um, he's just got a plain kind of green, green tunic on and like, you know, a pair of brown cloth pants. He's not really that fancily dressed. Um, but yeah, he's just a hulking, hulking minotaur dude. Woof. Okay. And Matt, what are we looking at? You, when you look up, at Darren, and you see his hulking figure, you turn your head, uh, and there's nothing there, because you have to look down. All the way down to two and a half feet above the ground is this tiny little guy that looks kind of gnomish with little pointy ears, shock of brown hair, pale skin, a big scowl on his face, covered in these edgy tattoos. And if you take a closer look, you see so 
mostly stuff that you'd think that a teenager would think is cool, um, trying to make themselves look cool. He's wearing this really stained and dirty shirt as if he just came out of the bar or a tavern. Um, he's wearing leather armor and he's got, uh, you look at his pockets and every, every place he's got hidden kitchen utensils and tools all over him. This guy looks like he's ready to put up a fight at two feet, two and a half feet tall. Okay. So that's what we're looking at. You have all looked at each other, looked around the room, and there is an open door leading to a straight hallway ahead of you. I still don't like it. Are we ready to go now? <sighs> Fine. Yes, let's go. You head down the hall. It's it's wide enough to walk two or three abreast. Um, and you reach an intersection. And ahead, yeah, there's a pathway to the left. And... It seems to extend down till it starts to curve, and there's a pathway straight ahead of you that has another left turn in it, short a short way past it. You guys were in a daze when you were taken into the prison. You were half and semi-conscious. Uh, you remember being dragged down a lot of different hallways, but you do remember at one point being stripped of everything you had, um, aside from your clothing, at, in a room somewhere in the dungeon. Jet just keeps walk, walking forward wherever the he said it moves left if whatever the direct path for he just starts walking not really paying attention to the other the other crew uh you go straight the pathway curves around to the left are you guys following him sure why not okay uh so you walk straight the pathway curves around to the left the pathway curves back around to the right uh it's lit every every so often by a a dim magical looking torch uh and it keeps going down and curves around to the right. And there's a very narrow passageway. And there's a locked door on your right. Heavy oaken. And a little further down on your right again, there is another door that is partially open with a light coming out of it. I say we go to the locked one first. Want me to smash it? Or do you guys have some kind of fangled trick to open it? Well, the light usually indicates, um, well, people and civilization, but I'm just thinking that we might run into some guards there, so I can try and break down the locked one in case it's, say, evidence, and if I can break that one down in time, we can get our stuff and have a reasonable defense by the time the guards get there. All right, let's break it down then. All right, wait, wait, wait. Uh, before we do, um... What are our classes? I think it'd be good to establish that to each other. Go ahead. Um, well, Runel's a wizard. Um, second level, uh, specifically school of evocation. I'm sorry, I missed that. What was that? School of what? Evocation. Oh, okay. You know, when you have a job, you have evocation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. I've been doing a lot of a lot of awful puns at work recently, so my head is full of bad puns. Seriously, the other day my son asked me, "Hey, Daddy, can we get a trampoline?" But I wouldn't spring for it. Oh! <laughs> Listen, those kind of jokes are not going to bounce here. You gotta. <laughs> Carefully, you might uh, you might be dishing out some psychic damage with that vicious mockery. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. All right, okay. I'm just gonna. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. I'm just gonna go ahead. I'm a divine soul sorcerer. Um, uh, that's pretty much sums it up. 
Aight. So I have some healing magic. Nicey, nicey. Well, Jet is just a fighter. Just a plain old level 2 fighter. Who fights with his with his bare hands. I, I do really appreciate that you are a bare hand fighter, not a monk. Oh yeah. And you're a gnome. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. R really, uh, I just wanted to make sure none of us were rogues before we have our two foot tall man punch a door. Oh. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Every every balanced party doesn't have a rogue. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, actually, now that I think about it, um, I've, I've <laughs> this is the meta point point of the podcast when I realize I didn't look at my character sheet because I I am a criminal, so I have proficiency with thieves tools. There oh. we go. Do you have the thieves tools just to? <laughs> Wouldn't they have taken those? They left you spoons. <laughs> they, they took the knives, because those might be dangerous. They took the forks, because you might be able to pick a lock with those. You have spoons left. What are the spoons Come made on. of? My favorite weapon. Is, is that spoon oh, yeah. something we can shave down? Do you have, like, an eyeball spoon? Define an eyeball spoon. Hey, whatever spoon you use for eyeballs, man. Interesting. <laughs> All right. Okay. Should I respond to that in or out of character? <laughs> um, I warned you guys, the podcast wouldn't be like, you know, it's going to get a little a little dark here, you know? We just, we're not going to be throwing out in any foul language or too many adult concepts. Lots of violence, though. Alright, well, here's the thing. So either, I, I, ain't, I ain't too, too, don't know many much books, but I know that if we smash down this door, we're going to make some noise. Probably we're probably already making noise. So, do you want to go? Do we want to go sneaky, or do we want do we want to go, you know, going crazy and break down the door? Because you don't decide within like two minutes. I'm gonna break it down myself. I really think we should try the sneaky route if at all possible. I'll stay in the hallway and let you guys sneak on ahead first. Um, it is quite hard to be inconspicuous at uh, my size. All right. Come on, well, come on, wizard. Let's but get your sneak on. I start walking towards the uh, towards the open door and prompt him to follow. So we can start sneaking in. I follow to the edge of the door, but I don't I don't get in any of the light yet. Okay, you you make it to the door. If you want to peek through it, you're gonna have to make a stealth check. Yeah, I'd like to I'd like to peek through it. Okay, make a stealth check. Just me. Uh, yeah. Let me get let me get uh, Runel and Jet to make a stealth check. Okay, that's, that's, okay. Okay, that's not bad. That's uh, 12. I got an 18 plus zero. Ooh. Oh, nice. So this gets oh. really fun, right? Because whoever was inside that door just rolled a nat 20 on their oh, perception boy. check. So here's <laughs> what happens. Let me have everybody roll for initiative. Right <laughs> now. All right. Nice. Well, that's a 22 for initiative. Bruno got an eight for his initiative. And that's a great big six. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, all right, Matt, what's your dexterity? Of the number 13 or plus one. Okay. So here's what happens. Um, you guys all, you poke your head into the door Scooby-Doo style, like three levels, right? 
all all looking into this door <laughs> and looking out of the door are three faces of people with a bunch of like weird scars and tattoos on their faces kind of like cautiously poking their head out of the door and you come straight up face to face with these people all yeah. three all three of these people right rolled garbage on their initiative so you all go first so here's what happens <laughs> right jet you kick open the door you kick open the door hard and it scatters these three people back into the room they're both like they're all three like hard looking men as the door swings open you see that they're dressed in like kind of blood-stained dark leather on the inside the, the walls are well lit you see that there are torture devices there's a rack there's needles there's uh strange cutting blades uh, there's a cage up against the wall this is a torture room and these are the torturers you also see spread out on the table in the back of the room all of your equipment and it looks like they were poking through it trying to learn something about you but right now there are three torturers with drawn daggers directly in front of you in the room and you guys have no weapons on you. What do we do? Um, I'm assuming since I rolled a 22 on initiative, I, I go first. Uh, so it's going to be Darren, Runel, Jet, and then the three torturers. Well, I guess uh, since they've got torturers on their side, I don't have much guilt at destroying them. Um, I start off with Again. I start off with a firebolt cantrip right off the bat. Okay. Spell attack bonus, uh, quick mass 12. Just 12 hit. 12 to hit? Yeah. You hit? Sweet. That's uh, a 1d10. That's this one. Um, three damage. Three damage. And you. Uh, well, actually, what is their order in the room? So there, you three are clustered at the door. Off to your left a little bit is one. Straight ahead of you is one. Off to your right a little bit is the other one. I throw the I throw a firebolt at the one off to the right. You do three damage. Your firebolt streaks out and like singes his ear pretty badly. He claps one hand to the side of his head. Ah, joyous. Uh, okay, Runel, what are we doing? So I'm gonna cast Acid Splash. I choose one or two creatures in range. Um, but if I choose two, they have to be in five feet of each other. Are they in five feet of each other? Yeah, they're they're all pretty much within five feet of each other. All right, uh, so I'm gonna pick two of them. Which one did you hit, Darren? The one on the right. All right, so I'm gonna pick the one on the right and the one in the middle. Uh, they have to make a dex saving throw. Okay. One of them rolled a two, and one of them rolled a 20. Well, one of them fails. <laughs> okay, so we'll say the one in the middle failed, and the one on the far right rolled the 20. So they're gonna take uh, five acid damage. Okay. Well, the one in the middle takes five acid damage. The one on the right dodges completely? Yep. Okay. Cool. All right. And where are we going, Jet? <laughs> Let's go. Jet uh, looks at what's going on. He's like, oh, yeah. He cracks his knuckles and goes, it's party time. I'm, I'm going to describe what, what I'd like to do, and we'll see what happens. I'd like to run towards the closest one. Uh, to you, that's going to be the one on the left. Okay, sure. And I'm going to run up to the closest one, grab him by the arm, like twit, and then do an unarmed strike to wrench his arm behind him in a really painful way. And then, because I have Tavern Brawler, because of uh, 
you know, character reasons. I'm gonna if I hit, I want to I want to use my bonus action to grapple him and pull his arm behind him behind him so he's in a difficult position. He can't move. All right, uh, go ahead. Make your unarmed strike first, and then grappling is a strength contest, right? It is an athletic. My athletics check versus his athletics or acrobatics. Okay, cool. Okay, I'm gonna have to choose another D20 because that was an 11. Uh, that does not hit. Do you need to hit with the unarmed strike to grapple? Yep. Okay, he is not grappled. So you you come forward and you make an unarmed strike at him, and he just kind of like jumps in the air, like kind of startled. You kind of get the feeling from watching these guys that they don't fight people who are fighting back all that much. All right, you know what? It's, it, this this guy's making me angry. I'm gonna I'm gonna blow my action surge. Can I pull out a weapon as part of my action? Uh, you have spoons. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, right. I forgot about that. Okay, never mind. I will let you use then, a spoon as an improvised weapon. It'll have a it'll have a 1d4 since you have spoon proficiency. Spoon proficiency. <laughs> you know what? For the, right. for the, for the, yeah, for the lulls, I'm going to do it. I just want, I want to <laughs> go for his under region with my spoon because I'm so small. How violent. You know what? Okay, so do me do me a favor on this one. Uh, I don't know if I should be rewarding this behavior. <laughs> Award yourself a point of inspiration, and if you want to use it on this attack, go ahead. All right, well, we're using a new d20 this time. Let's see what happens. Okay, okay, that's better. Six, 17. That definitely hits. Uh, roll 1d4 damage. 1d4 damage plus strength. Ooh, all right. Oh, yes, because I'm efficient improvised weapons. That is... Strength is plus three, six damage. Six, six damage is enough at this point that you have incapacitated this torturer. He is on the ground, clutching his, as you said, lower regions. Just, I mean, you use the right tool for the right job. He is, uh, you suspect that he's bleeding at this point. Uh, he's just lying there. He's out of the fight for now. You don't mess with us. Yeah. Uh, so now it is their turn. And they approach you very cautiously. So both of them advance on Runel. Uh, they saw you splash that acid, and they're like, okay, we gotta, we gotta get him. Um, but they are super intimidated by the giant Minotaur and the very, the very scary gnome. So they're gonna rush forward together, and they're going to try to stab you with their daggers. One of them rolled a seven. Does not and hit my AC. That does hit my AC. Okay. So he is going to jab a cruel-looking dagger at you, which is... They really don't fight all that much. Uh, he rolled a one, and he adds one to that. You take two damage as he scrapes his cruel-looking dagger along the backside of your arm. Ow! Then we are back to the top of the order with Darren. Um, so one of them is right up against... Um, They're both right up against both of you. So, like, yeah, you guys are pretty all close together. They are right up against Runel and you, Darren, who's in the middle. Okay. Ex except that uh, Ejet and his uh, uh, torturer are kind of more towards the center of the room. You four are kind of all clustered together, all within five feet of each other. Well, the one who just struck uh, Runel, I'm going to... I'm going to use my horns and try and like slam my horns into him and shove him five feet away. Okay. Uh, so does a 14 hit? Yes. So that's 14 and then 1d6 and 
if I hit him, you can then use. I'll... Yeah, I'm saying if you if you can hit him, then that that'll that'll count as if you're using it as a strike. I'll say that that counts then... as you being able to push as well. Yeah, yeah. So he'll just move five feet away. Okay. That is seven damage. So you do send him flying five feet backwards, sliding to the ground, dead. Oh. Uh, you now have a lot of blood on your horns that is trickling slowly down towards your head from the now deceased torturer. Hmm. I'll have to clean that later. Taking a bit of shower, are we? <laughs> yes. Uh, so, Runel, uh, you just watched one of your relatively recently made friends gore one of the torturers to death, uh, but you are also directly facing the remaining actively fighting torturer. I, uh, I give him a quick finger guns uh, to Darren as like a, hey, good job, buddy, but I'm not going to be distracted. I am immediately going to cast a firebolt at our last torturous friend here. So he is directly in front of you. If you make a ranged attack, that provokes an opportunity attack. Okay. So are you saying that's a bad idea? I'm saying, yeah. As your dungeon master, I shouldn't be advising you about what's a bad idea or not, or not. <laughs> but that's kind of a bad idea. Uh, you can make a melee attack with just your bare hands that you are not proficient in because you are a wizard if you want to. But yeah. I'm a softy boy. Um, it's like Dumbledore trying to punch you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like a twenty-year-old kind of <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, so all, all of my uh, attack spells that I have prepared are indeed ranged. Oof. Yeah, that was that was a bad choice on my part. So, uh, yeah, I am uh, just gonna hear that whisper of the voice of God saying, "Don't do it, Runo." Uh, and I'm just, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna punch him in the face. <laughs> does Rudel does Rudel know how to throw a punch, or does he like try to open? Does he just like kind of like try to open hand slap him? Because that's like the most violent he's ever been in his life. <laughs> he's never thrown a punch, but he's read several <laughs> books on the topic. <laughs> I love it. I love. Okay, so he throws his best unpracticed textbook punch. I love it. And in fact, okay, no, you know what? Give yourself advantage on this because I am going to say that you have read so many and seen so many pictures of punching. Yeah, uh, for sure. I'm, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you advantage on your first ever actually thrown punch. So this is a d20, correct? That's uh. So you roll a d20 and then add your strength to it. Um, for for how to throw to hit. And then that's gonna be, what is what is an unproficient unarmed strike? Isn't it just one damage? Yeah. If you hit. Yeah. So you said I have advantage. Yeah, you have advantage. Yeah. Okay, good. Because I rolled a six on the first one. <laughs> All right, I, I got a I got a thirteen, and then I have plus one to hit, so that's fourteen, right? Yes, yes that, hits. that hits. That hits. Woohoo! So okay, yeah, you hit him. You do one damage, and you like you hit him like squarely in the center of the nose. 
It's not like you hit it on the side and you like break it off to the side. You hit him in the center of the nose and his like his eyes start watering a little bit. Like it was a good connection. You didn't break it, but like there's a little blood coming from his nose. It was a good schoolyard punch. And you know what? Bruno Bruno is just so proud of himself. You look like you've never thrown a punch in your life. I haven't. Actually, that's a lie. You just saw it. <laughs> well, all right then. That form can use some work, but you're getting there. Punch the next guy. <laughs> well, now, I, mean, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, now it's actually your turn to throw the punches. Yeah, and so the next guy would be you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you're taking too long. I'll, I'll do it. So there's one more. Um, I want to... Because <laughs> I'm small, could I, like... Um, could I jump on his head and try to gra- grab onto his head and punch him in the head with an arm strike and then attempt to grapple? Uh, give me... I, I'll let you make an attack either way, uh, but give me an athletics check for the jump onto the head. That, wait. Why do I keep using that d20? You are failing me. You are, you are leaving. That's a great question, uh, Matt. That's a nine. Nah, that doesn't cut it. You do not. You can still attack I, him and attempt to grapple him elsewhere, but you don't get his head. All right. Well, if I if I'm if I'm like doing like a petered out little jump, I just uh, I just want to punch him right uh, right in the back. Okay. All right. So yeah, you're jumping at him from behind. You're gonna you're gonna do a punch right for his kidneys. Give me an attack roll. Ooh. I'm gonna use my point of inspiration for this. Okay. All right. <laughs> and it. And a different D20. I don't know what is going on here. These, uh, the left does not like me right now. Okay. Here we go. There we go. All right. That's uh, 19 plus 5. Okay, yeah, that, that definitely hits. Wham! Oh, yeah, go ahead. Give me some damage. And because I'm an unarmed fighting fighter, that's a whole 1D8 plus strength. Ooh, I love it. Nine damage. Kabam! Nice. His kidney stops functioning. And he has not lived the best lifestyle. You see the jaundice set in right away. Uh, His kidney has ruptured. You hear an awful gurgling sound come from his, his lower abdomen. He screams bloody murder and falls to the ground and quickly expires. Well, I weakened him for you. Sure you did. I believe that the nose is directly connected to the kidney somehow. <laughs> I read it in a book once. Twice, actually. Since our captors are defeated, shall we um, reclaim our, our things? There is still one like low moaning torturer that is still alive, laying on the ground, clutching his nethers. I feel... Rather, I feel like it would be rather evil of us to just snuff him out when he's lying helpless like that. Uh, please, everybody, roll a per- quick perception check as we're deciding what to do with this man. Huh. I got a 13 plus 2. That's 18. 13 plus 2, 18? No. No, no, we got 13 plus 2, and then there's an 18. What else? Yes. What else? <laughs> I got a number as short as me. Natural <laughs> 1 plus 1. <laughs> Uh, I'm just like blood got on my face. I was like, oh man, this stuff is this is pretty thick. So, uh, Darren, with your perception, you see that uh, in the rack 
uh, there is there is a body that is burned almost beyond recognition, and it's small, but it's not a halfling. It's not a gnome. It's a young boy. They tortured a young boy to death in this room. I don't know if that's going to impact what you do with this torture on the ground, but you do see that. Uh, I immediately kind of, like, not fly into a rage, but, like, my character loses any sense of, like, uh, civilization for a second, and there's a moment where he's just a minotaur. Anything that's human part of him is just gone for a second, and he goes over, and he stomps the head of the, the, the living torturer. Do you have human feet, or do you have hooves? I have hooves. Gotcha. Yeah, you you curb stomp him to death. Uh, your your hooves, you stomp and stomp and stomp and stomp, and his head is a bloody pulp. And you uh, you honestly keep stomping for a bit uh, as you are watching this. So Runel and Jet, what are you? How, how are we responding to Darren, who seemed Things like? You know, I even I, I don't believe I even told them about it, so they just have to kind of they just might not know. Uh, yeah, so, so you just watch him go over and wreck this this defenseless torturer. Helpless torturer, yeah. Mm. Yeah, you just watch him go over and wreck him. So, oh, what is your response to that? Unlike the the fifth and more stomp, I'm going to I'm going to be be like, "Okay, man, you you seem to really like that. You good? I like I like that I like doing that myself, but what's going on with you? You okay there, buddy? Let's move on." <clears throat> Did you uh, happen to notice their last victim? And I, I, I point at the shelf where uh, I saw the corpse. Dang. Man. These were the most despicable men I think I've ever encountered, except for a few. And they got the same treatment. Man, I, I've seen a lot of stuff. That screwed up, man. All right. Uh, so, yeah, you do see that there are your your effects over in the corner they have been they have been pawed through a bit but everything is there even your money it's just all you know coin pouches any any equipment that you guys would have been starting out with any weapons that you would have had is laid out there you are now fully equipped again so where are we going on from here gnome you have your uh, sorry jet you have your tools correct shall we uh, go investigate that locked door yeah, sure. We've had spoons, so but his thieves' tools are basically just silverware that he's reverse engineered into, like screwdrivers and such. I love it. I love it. I go to the door and open it up. So, if we're all good, we'll move in the other room. You good, Runel? I'm good. Yes, I'd like to get out of this room. Okay, hey, Runel, do me a favor. Uh, roll a Constitution saving throw. Ooh, that is a 19 plus one. You only look a little green after that whole thing. But you're holding together really well. I I definitely did not enjoy watching that. But I'm putting on like the best brave face I can. I'm still I, I think I'm still like riding the high a little bit from when I punched that guy. Like I still have like that ad- adrenaline rush. But yeah, that definitely did not feel good to watch. Okay. All right. But you know you're hanging in there. You had a surprising well of inner strength that you're able to draw from. So good on you, man. All right, so you go back to the locked door, and let's see if we can get it open. Do I pull out my thief's tools and attempt to uh, attempt to unlock it? At first, I even tell, I just I want to tell, is it locked? Can I can I open? Can I open, like, turn the handle? Open it? It, I, like, it is I'm locked. Sure, it's locked. Yeah. All right. 
With what kind of lock? Like a, a keyhole or like a bolt? Basic, basic keyhole. Okay. All right. Um, that is 13. The door opens, and in it, uh, you see a sign marked uh, evidence to be sorted. Uh, you see, you see a bunch of like you know empty like chests and containers and things like that. Uh, but one of them has a few things in it. In a an open chest standing on a table in the corner, you see a knife that seems to uh, seems a little more ornate than your average knife is and it's got a um it's got like a knuckle guard on it you see a couple potions that are very clearly marked with an apothecary's symbol as being health potions you see a hat that looks very very dashing and you see a pair of shoes can I actually can i make an arcana check on all of this yes absolutely that's a 15 plus 5 oh wait and i'm proficient okay here's what you've got the knife is a fighter's knife. It is a dagger that does 1d4 damage, but it is a plus one dagger when you use it in a melee attack against an opponent that can see you. Um, it's not like you can't use it as a sneak attack or anything like that, but in combat against an opponent, that, like if you're just in a melee with this, with somebody, it is a plus one dagger. The health potions are just health potions that give you a 1d8 uh, health recovery. Um, it is a dashing looking hat and that's exactly what it is but it is enchanted to always look fashionable and dashing no matter what culture you're in that sees you wearing it so it's <laughs> not It's. I mean like I haven't, I haven't thought of what this hat actually looks like it could be really ugly but it is enchanted to always look dashing to whoever's viewing it like I'm thinking like the hat Barbosa wears from Pirates of the Caribbean um but just somehow it automatically just looks dashing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. And does that and, does that give you like a charisma bonus? Does it give you, or does it just you give can, you swift or sweet looks? It gives you sweet looks, but if you can RP that into like a persuasion check or a a, um, a deception check or something like that, it'll it'll give you some like RP opportunities that may add bonuses. Cool. Hmm. And the shoes are dog walker's shoes. They give you advantage on animal handling checks for canines in particular. Can I can I attempt to to put on the hat? Is it like way too big for me? It is way too big for you. It is a little too small. It, it is a little too small for uh, Darren the Minotaur. But if he shoves his horns directly through it, it will stay on his head, <laughs> and it will it will it will still look dashing. And it will just have two enormous holes in it. it, It's just because it's enchanted to look dashing, but in actuality, enchantment aside, it looks ridiculous. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. That looks pretty good on you. I must say, you are definitely pulling that off. Like I, I, I don't, I don't. I don't necessarily want to use the phrase uh, "work in it," but um, <laughs> let's let's just say if this were the Sabbath, you'd be breaking Levitical law. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Okay. <laughs> okay. One. All right. Darren, the hat is yours. They've agreed. You, you look great in it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I did have you guys in mind when I, when I came up with these things. So, I mean, you can RP the discussion if you want, but the fighter's knife was designed for Jet, and the dog walker's shoes were designed for Runel. They're very comfortable shoes, too. I'm assuming, Darren, you are... You know, you don't have horns on your hooves that you could shove through these shoes. So, uh, I think I'll just slip these on if it's okay with you. Uh, shoes don't work that well with my hooves, so please go ahead. Well, hang on, just just to put it out there, you did pretty good with that punch, but you think you might want a bit more of a pokey thing in front of you, Bruno? Well, I didn't want to say anything because I was going to take the shoes and I didn't want to leave you with nothing, but why don't you hold on to the health potions if you don't mind uh, me having a little bit of extra uh, pokey help as you called it? Yeah, go for it. Okay, you know what? I like this. <laughs> so, up, up to you, Runel, but you are aware that these shoes are enchanted to also fit whoever the wearer is. So if you do feel inclined to share them. By all means, why don't you uh, slip on these uh, dog walker shoes? And I, I don't think you're required to walk any dogs, um, which I feel like would not be a, a fun experience for a gnome. But uh, but yes, if you wouldn't mind taking the shoes, I, I uh, much did not like punching uh, I mean, as good as I was at it, and as clearly uh, expertly studied I am in the matter, I uh, would much rather do a little stabby stab next time. Yeah, and you also don't smell like dogs, like I do. I wasn't going to make a comment, Jet, but you smell worse than I do. Listen, I wouldn't go that far, my friend. Hey, I wash. Yes, but there's a lot of you to wash, and I feel like you maybe missed a spot. Take that into consideration. As okay, as as Runel says that, like a drip of blood from your horn like drops down <laughs> on your head. <laughs> oh right, I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> how many how many health potions are there? There's two. Well, I don't think any of us took any damage, so we might as well just save those. Runel did take two damage, was it? Oh right, yeah, you did get hit. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah not not to the point where I necessarily wanted to use a health potion, but I just want to know who's gonna hold on to them. Yeah, I gotta hold them. If you're if you're feeling rough, we could we could uh, stop and rest for a bit. Well, I do have the ability. I have some healing abilities. If you want to take a rest, maybe you are still in a dungeon, and you're not certain if like you know where there are any more enemies. I was not planning on taking a rest, um, but to, just to to quickly recap what we just did, it sounds like uh, Darren will be taking the fancy hat. Jet will be taking the puppy shoes, and Runo will be taking the little stabber. That is exactly correct. Cool. And then Jet, we, we can trust you to hold on to the two, uh, two health yeah. potions. Though, I do have cure wounds if anyone needs it eventually. I think we may be fine for now, but... Is that a cantrip, or is that a... Uh, it's a spell, but it's, it's what I get as a divine soul sorcerer. I'll be alright. We're, we're not out of the proverbial woods yet, as they say. Fair enough. I don't want you dying while we're still in them, though. Plenty of opportunities oh, okay. for that. So. 
<laughs> so, chugga, 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 railroad. You guys make your way back along the hallway from which you came. And, <laughs> and you work back to that intersection that you first encountered, which was a left, but is now a right because you're going in the opposite direction. So, this is an unexplored passageway for you. How do you approach it? I mean, I could run down it like a raving madman, but uh, how about we just walk down it, see uh, carefully, and see what we encounter. Who goes first? Yeah, who has the best vision out of all of us? Um, I don't have dark vision. Um, yeah, neither do uh, I. Neither do I. So we're all we're all flying blind. The, oh man, I'm gonna have to use that. This is an opportunity oh, dungeon masters rarely get. Yeah, There's none of this. I have dark vision. vision. Yeah, nobody does. I love it. I love it. Uh, this has been like dimly lit by the occasional torch, um, so you can kind of see you can see where you're going. As you go down this hallway, you come to another intersection, and in it there are three ways. There is a door to there's a sharp left there's a there's a sharp left that leads to a door. There is a ninety degree left that leads down another hallway, and there is a kind of straightaway slight left that leads down another dark hallway. Not dark, but dim hallway. Well, let's split up, gang. Ah, that's right. No, um... Split the party! Yeah! TPK in the first episode! Hmm. Which way do you guys suggest? I'm not entirely sure. Well, I, I certainly like the look of this door. We should at least see if, you know, it's open. That's fair. I mean, I wouldn't get... I know I'm a little guy, I, but I wouldn't consider myself a munchkin, but I like knocking down doors and taking treasure. Okay, um, I'll, I'm gonna go up and try and see if it, check if it's locked quietly. Okay, it is not locked. It opens, and I would like Jet to make a stealth check. Okay, I got a 14 for stealth. So you managed to not wake up the five sleeping guards that are in there sawing logs. They are so deeply asleep in the middle of the day that you start to think maybe something happened to them. Either it was a spell or they were drugged or something like that. They are just catching Z's. I'm going to close the door carefully and walk back to my friends and say and uh, tell them what I saw. Yeah, I'm going to vote that we don't go in that door then. Okay, keep going then. All right, so now you're in this hallway and there is the regular left and the slight left. Where are we going? I say the slight left. What do you say? Okay. Agreed. Well, no, I, I think we should go in order just to kind of keep our bearings. So if we do the regular left, that would be the next one closest to the door, right? Yeah. Yes, okay. that is the one okay, closest then. to the door. All right, uh, that, that's a good reason. Let's go, then. Let's take left. Who goes first? Uh, I'll take a beating. I'll go first. Fair enough. I mean, they're more they're less likely to see you anyway. Brutal, you get in the back so you don't um, get, get squished. You don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> don't want you getting squished. All right, you head down the hallway. There is a... Um, there is a small kind of antechamber area with a few manacles on the wall, and there is a hallway down to your right. And from that hallway, you start to hear two different noises. One, you hear um, some grunts 
and muttering, like yelling sort of things. And you hear the sound of someone singing. And off to your right, you see a long row of fairly small cells. This seems like, Jet, you've been in prison a couple times. Uh, this seems like the general population. Like, this isn't, like, the deepest, deepest cell. This is just, hey, we needed to cram a lot of cells into here somewhere. I don't think this is the way out. No, this could be part of our way out. I mean, we could cause a distraction. On the wall to your left, you see a series of levers that seem to correspond with the cell doors. Should we try the other hallway? Yeah, that may be an idea. Um, let's get out of here before too many of these people notice us. <clears throat> why don't we just, you know, why don't we just let them all free? I mean, we all we all hate these. We all locked us up. They all locked us up. We all got this common goal. There's no reason they should be locked up. Um, except we don't know what they did. Yeah, well, they don't know what we did. We didn't do anything. Well, there you go. So, <laughs> but that doesn't mean they did nothing. I mean, yeah, but everybody deserves to be free. Okay, at, at this point, someone has heard you talking down the hall and goes, Oi! Oi! Who's out there? You don't sound <sighs> like my normal jailer. Uh, it's, it's, it's me, I just have a cough. <laughs> yeah, you sound a lot more bovine than I remember you. Oi! I will kick you. You don't want to have a minotaur's hoof up your keister. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Didn't realize I'd said something offensive there. I, uh, you know, was figuring you didn't sound like Chet. Chet. Well, uh, you're less likely to get out the more and more you, uh, cause trouble. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry about that. So, you're not guards. Uh, yeah, I guess my case is I've definitely reformed my ways and I won't steal anything from anyone nice again, maybe? Yeah, your your case is getting slimmer and slimmer by the second. Would you steal from politicians, Tim? Oh, gosh, yes. That's good fun. That's all I need to know. He's good. Uh, is, are you gonna just release him now? I mean, if he... If, if this I, is out of character. Are you seriously just gonna walk up and just, like, let him go? <laughs> uh, if I can reach the lever. <laughs> <laughs> I would say you can make an acrobatics check to jump up and grab it. Unless someone tries to stop me, I'm gonna do it. I, I, <laughs> I'm gonna try and stop you, because, um, Jet, let's think this through a minute. Uh, do we really want more distractions going on uh the more yeah. the more uh uh hullabaloo going on in the in the dungeon the more likely we are to attract attention i think we might want to just now. just leave well enough alone and uh we'll get ourselves out yeah and i mean he's a thief so we don't owe him anything so you know what i am a thief and i can hear you really really well because uh, I've got Safecracker's ears. But if you want a lot of distraction, I would recommend throwing the lever of the cell next to me and getting Good Lord out of the way because 
there is an absolute nuts orc berserker in the cell next to me. And he uh, is in there for the protection of himself and everyone. Because he's nuts. If you wanted to commit to the distraction idea. So I will say... um... Part of Runel's backstory, um, the mm-hmm. reason why he's lived such a sheltered life, uh, was he had an older brother who was a fighter who was killed by a mercenary orc right before okay. he was born. Um, so he, Runel really doesn't like the idea of just letting an orc out. Um, like, immediately he thinks of the orc that killed his older brother. Um who like so Rudel never met his older brother. He died before he was born. Okay. But that's like why his okay. parents raised him to be like super sheltered because they lost their okay. firstborn son. But like so Rudel, upon hearing this, is just not okay. Uh and like really is going to, to fight against uh letting out this orc. I look over to the cell that he was talking about. Wouldn't would do so I, they're like do I down- see? They're down off to the right. If you go over and look at the cells, you see uh, the the cell at the very end is the one with the orc berserker in it, and he is like angrily pacing back and forth, like muttering and sometimes low key shouting in his cell, and like like cracking his knuckles and like and there's a thief who's just kind of laying on a bed of straw next to it, you know, kind of lounging around like you know this is not his first time in prison. He's like, oh yeah, oh hi. Oh, you're smaller than you sounded. Uh, yeah, that's Berserker. <laughs> I resemble uh, that remark. I'm... <laughs> resemble oh, I resemble like, that remark. I like this one. Hey, I got some of the same tattoos. Yeah, you know, misspent childhood. You know how it goes. I'm, uh, I'm Billy, mm. by the way. Hey, Billy. If you th- that's what you think about my size, then you don't need to know my name. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Sorry. Didn't mean to, uh, you know, belittle you. And he, he grins cheekily. <laughs> sure you did. Runel, Runel is not, um, is still, like, super serious face now, like, not enjoying any of these jokes. And I, I, I pull Jet, like, towards me and tell him, do not let out that orc. I am imploring you, do not let it out. All right. If it is for the safety of the people and himself, then I say we keep him in here. This is for just the safety of, of everyone. It, it, it is not... There is no good reason to ever let a beast like that out. I just... I know from experience. Trust me. All right, all right. So, you know, I was starting to warm up to that to this jerk over here, but I don't like him anymore, so I say we just we just move on. Do what you want with him, but but the orc, do not open that cell. Alright, well if if all fell comes down and they, we, we get chased, we'll let out Mr. Smartmouth and let him be the bait. Otherwise, we keep moving. What do you say? I like that. Let's, uh, let's check out that other hallway. I would not like to see any anyone rightfully here go free. See you, twit. Oh, no, come on, guys. No, no, no. Oh, come on. I didn't mean it. Oh, oh. Oh, well. Must be Tuesday. Pick the lock yourself. 
that I pick again. up this uh, spoon and just and flick at flick at his head as hard as I can. Uh, yeah, make a ranged attack. <laughs> uh, and I am I just am so angry. It it probably like breaks on the subtle door because that was a, a nine. Yeah, no, it's it just it clinks off one of the bars, and he uh he he reaches down and grabs it and says, "Oh, eh, all right, I could use a spoon." No, say I never gave you nothing. Let's get out of here. While the other two are walking away, I go to the orc and just kind of say, peace of Lathandar be upon you. He doesn't pay attention. All right. Uh, yeah, the the thief starts singing a rude song at you as you leave. Uh, he's, he's unhappy, but he's also kind of unfazed, too. Um, so as you get back to that intersection that you were at before, you make the slight left. You head down along the hallway, still very dimly lit. At the end of that hallway, there is a right that leads into kind of like a wide uh, triangle-shaped space uh, with like a little bit of like decoration. There's some tapestries on the walls, and there's like uh, a big rug on the floor, and there's a chandelier hanging from the ceiling, but it looks like only a couple of the candles are lit in it. I mean, it seems like we're getting less prisony. Yeah. Well, um, so we continually continue to move carefully, but I think we're almost out of the woods. So what do you do? It's just a hallway, right? Um, what do we wait, What do we see around us again? Chandelier. And... You see a chandelier, tapestries, big rug on the floor. Um, it, it's very dimly lit. Is there anything under that rug? Ooh, a very good thought. Um. I go to pull up the rug just to see. So, do me a favor, make a strength check. <laughs> that is a dirty 20. I love that he's a giant <laughs> minotaur picking up a carpet and you made him make a strength check. Yeah. <laughs> no, see, here's the deal. The reason he had to make a strength check is when he tried to pick up the carpet, the carpet tried to grab him back. <laughs> so... <laughs> Are we are we about to get out of here sing a whole new world? <laughs> <laughs> you you have encountered my magic carpet trap. Um, so yeah, you managed to fling the carpet across the room, but now everybody roll for initiative as you are now in combat with a rug. A whole new world. Um, fifteen. <laughs> Copyright. <laughs> Ten. Thirteen. Okay, so it's going to go. Uh, Darren, Carpet, Runel, Jet. The orders, uh, the order of us three is the same. Cool. Um, well, I begin this fight as I begin every other fight I've ever had in my entire life. Firebolt. Woo! That is a 20, a natural 20 for the attack. Woo! Yeah, that hits. Uh, that hits and roll damage twice, please. That is... Seven damage in total. You rolled 2d10 and got seven? Yeah, it was a four and a three. <laughs> That's kind of fun. I was actually kind of worried you were going to kill this thing in one go because as a rug, it is weak to fire. Um, so you do do 14 damage. <laughs> it is singe. It is, but you burned off like half of this rug and this rug flies into like a rug rage and it is super angry that half of it got burned off and it flings itself actually directly back at you, Darren. Um, and it makes a melee rug attack. 
Uh, that rolls a 17. Uh, that hits. All right. Uh, you take four points of rug burn damage. <laughs> Make a strength saving throw, please. That is another net 20. <laughs> what? Okay. You are able to fling it off you once again as it tries to wrap itself around Sweet. you. Ugh. Okay. Runel. Uh, Runel is going to cast Firebolt as well. Fire, fire. <laughs> We didn't stop. Ah, uh, that's a no. 16. We didn't break the copyright. Um. <laughs> it came awfully close, though. Have you ever seen the episode of 30 Rock where they, uh, they everything's filmed in a reality show and he doesn't want to be on the show, so he just says everything to the tune of Uptown yes, Girl by Billy Joel yes. so that they can't use anything he says? <laughs> yes. Yes, that was great. Absolutely splendid. <laughs> anyway, that uh, that roll, that hit roll was a sixteen. Okay, that definitely hits. Great. Um, and it's a one d ten, correct? Mm-hmm. One d ten. That's a seven. Okay, that was literally the same thing that someone rolling twice the dice you did got. <laughs> yep. You you burn the rest of it up. It is now nothing but singed bits of carpet um, floating through the air. Was there anything left underneath it? Like, was there actually anything? No, it's just floor. Oh, okay, well. Just floor. At least we didn't trigger the trap by stepping on it. Yeah, if I were a different dungeon master from a different podcast, I would say you solved my carpet puzzle, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> well, at that rate, you could have said, how do we want to do this? <laughs> you know, something should be me. <laughs> I mean, you're way better than those dungeon masters. Anyway, Clearly. So. <laughs> I will still kill your character if you mess with me. <laughs> Flattery will get you nowhere. All right. So after that, the hallway starts to get darker. It narrows down again, and it curves around to the left. And you look ahead, and that hallway is very dark indeed. You can see that the hallway is long, and it... At the very end of it, you can see some flickering torchlight, but it is long and it is very dark. I must say, I'm starting to believe these rebels more and more because these people spent quite a lot of money on this dungeon. Well, um, shall I just throw a fireball down it? Well, a firebolt. If you want, you you wanna you wanna have some fun with this, or you wanna go slow. That's one way to light it up, but I think we should take it slightly more carefully. We've been doing quite well, um. Stealth-wise, up until now, so I say we um we continue on this careful approach. I have uh, prestidigitation. Oh, so I can make a torch. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Then let's do that then. I cast prestidigitation. Is it a cantrip or a spell? That is a okay. cantrip. Well, we got a we got a torch. In the flickering torchlight from your prestidigitation spell. You see a long, empty hallway. Stone walls on either side, just like you've seen stone walls throughout the rest of this dungeon. The budget on this place must have been enormous. All right, shall we continue on? Should I like, I don't know, toss something down that way to make sure there's nothing, uh, no more carpets? That, I, there are, you can see that there are no carpets. I mean, like anything. Like, maybe not. Maybe would that not be a che- would, would that be a check to make? Just to do we see any traps or? I mean, you could do an investigation check. Uh, fifteen. The hallway looks completely empty. 
It uh, it um, seems okay to me, guys. Um, but uh, yeah, let's go. Jet, you go first. I'll plutz forward with uh, probably Darren behind me and then Runel, like we did before. Same order. I- I'll give you the torch. Makes sense. All right, I'll walk forward with the torch. Try to maybe cover my hand with it a little, even if it's not going to make a difference. At the halfway point on the hallway, nothing happens. <laughs> At the end of the hallway, nothing happens. As you round the corner at the end of the hallway, you see another long hallway. Equally long, but this one lit blazingly with torches evenly spaced. Well, that seems like an inefficient use of light. Well, this looks fine to me, so I just start, I just start walking forward. About halfway down the hallway, Jet falls asleep. Just passes out right in the middle of the hallway. Oof. Well... I'm going to use um, control flame cantrips to dim the light of all of the tor- of 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 the the two nearest torches or the the nearest torch to me. Okay, it gets dimmer. I might just continue doing this down the whole hallway, but I'm gonna see if like anything changes. You know what? I walk backwards down the hallway to walk to where uh, I walk about a quarter of the way down the hallway, but I walk backwards. Are you going, like, kind of slowly, yeah, or are you just walking? Yeah, I'm going slowly, kind of backwards, with my hands on the wall. As you start to get nearer to Jet, you start to feel, like, lethargic and sleepy. Like, Jet, you just strode boldly <laughs> down this hallway and fell asleep. Uh, Darren, you're starting to feel pretty sleepy as you slowly go down I this hallway. I walk forwards again, and I walk back to, uh, uh, Runo. Okay. Something's obviously up. There's something very wrong here. Um, I... I'm going to cast Detect Magic. Do you have to roll for that at all, or do you just... Uh, nope, just says for the duration you sense presence of magic within 30 feet of you. It's like a, like a 100 to 200 foot hallway, but within 30 feet, you sense magic radiating from the torches themselves. With prestidigitation, it says I can instantaneously light or snuff out a candle, torch, or campfire. I don't know if that necessarily applies to, like, can I snuff out only the light that I created or can I snuff out any light? You can snuff out any light. So can I cast prestidigitation as we like go down the hallway on each torch to put them out? You absolutely could. I'm going to do that. I I go up to the first torch. I put it out. The the torches are in sets. They're on either side of of the wall. So I'm assuming when you say each torch, you mean each set of torches. Correct. Yeah, you walk up, you start to feel a a little lethargic. But when the torches go out, you start to feel a little more awake. Seems like it worked, so yeah, I'm going to do it for all of them. Okay, yeah. You walk down, and the hallway gets dimmer and dimmer behind you as you put out the torches ahead of you, and you are able to walk awake down the hallway. Uh, You reach the point where Jet is. He's still snoozing on the floor. Uh, You extinguish the torches near him, and he, like, kind of, like, rolls over. Uh, I'm going to take the, the torch that he's holding just so I can see as I continue down the hallway putting these out. Do you, do you leave him there? For now. I I go, I'm following him, I pick up Jet. Okay. How, how are you holding Jet? Are we talking sack of potatoes, fireman's carrier? Are you cradling him like a child? I'm holding him on my shoulders and like just holding him up upright kind of so he's like, he's just like basically right Shoulder on Shoulder right. Yeah, how child. long are your horns? Can you like sit him on a horn? Oh, that's also fair. Yeah, is he like sitting? Is he sitting on your head in between your? On horns? the hat, yes. On the hat. <laughs> on the hat. 
Okay, no, straight up. You sit him on the hat, and the feather of the hat tickles his <laughs> nose, and he sneezes and wakes up. Jeff, you are sitting on the head of your friend Darren Buccaneer, and he's just kind of holding you there. What do you do with that situation? Yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. No, Miss Handling, I'm handling the prep, the property. Get off. So, and I, I just, I jump off. Um, not, not paying attention to where I'm going. Uh, I was holding on to him pretty securely to make sure that he didn't fall off. Um, would that be a strength check? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Make a strength check, guys. <laughs> Please, the, our oh, two foot no. Make a strength check against. That's a fourteen. <laughs> Thirty oh, twenty. Well, yeah, he 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 broke out of my grasp. <laughs> So like oh, you, try, you try to grab him and he like literally grabs your fingers, which are almost the size of his <laughs> hands, and just throws them off himself and like hops nimbly to the okay. ground. <laughs> do I walk? Do, do I walk right straight into a torch that was that was just to lit up again to make no. fall asleep? <laughs> no, no. But you are noticing that the torches are relighting themselves behind you as you as you go along. After a few minutes, so you're starting to see that you know you got to keep going. No, nope. keep moving. Hey, no touching the goods. Just we'll continue down the hallway. Okay, yeah, and you reach the end. It curves around to the north again, and once there's like the normal amount of torches, um, but you see a large fireplace with a huge bed of coals. But even that doesn't seem to be touching the chill of the dungeon. And at the end of that hall you see a doorway off to your right but as you enter this part of the hallway you feel the whole building shake as you hear a mighty roar that some of i don't know if any of you would recognize have any of you ever heard a dragon's roar before nope but uh, we don't have uh how do you say, uh, audiobooks in the library, so... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, you hear a giant, terrifying roar that seems to come from the very air around the building. And as you hear that, you hear some howling start to come much closer from that door at the end of the hallway. There's torches, there's the fireplace, there's the door. Yes, I say we douse the fire and go up the chimney. Uh, at least the gnome could do it and, you know, perhaps find a way of breaking it from the top. So we could all get through. Hey, and I was gonna say, I was gonna say we're gonna have some complications here. But I'd rather not go through that door. I just have a horrible, 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 horrible feeling about going through that. Alright, well, anybody got water or spell or something to put out? Oh, you guys can put out the fire. Yes. It's not a lit flame, it's a giant bed of coals. Oh, okay. So, Runo, how long does Detect Magic go on? Uh, an hour, I believe. The fireplace is magical. You are seeing that. Nope, I'm sorry, ten minutes. It's, uh, it's, we'll call it ten minutes. You, it, it's only uh, been... We went down pretty oh. fast. Let me let me be a good DM for a minute uh-huh. here. Uh, Runo, use Prestidigitation on that All right. fire. Done. Pew! Nothing happens. The fire doesn't go out, doesn't get any colder. Well, it was an attempt. I think if if any of us are going to attempt to uh, walk across whatever this is, is it, it are they flames or coals? Coals. Big bed of coals. If anyone's going to yeah. walk across these coals, uh, might I suggest our hooved friend or perhaps uh, 
a friend who just got some fancy new shoes. Before I do anything, I'm going to pull out, oh, a foot of rope from my bag, cut off a foot of rope, and just throw it in the fire to see if it just reacts like a regular firewood or if something, something weird happens. The rope passes through the coals and you hear it slap on a cold stone floor. What? You, the demon, demon magic? <laughs> wait, 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 what happened? It passed right through the coals, right through, like, there's, like, a grate mm-hmm. that's holding, like, the, the charred wood and the coals and things. It passes right through all of that, and it slaps down on the floor. I jump in. You jump in? Head first. Okay, when you, re- when you reach the halfway point, you disappear, and they can't see you anymore, and I'll tell you what they see in a second, what you see in a second, but they don't. They don't see you anymore, but you walked right through the fire. You didn't scatter the coals with your feet. You just walked right through it like it was some kind of illusion. This is a terrible idea, but I think we have to follow. I'm walking through fire! Can you still hear us? Are are you ablaze? Are you are you okay? I'm impervious to all damage. Look at me, look guys, look at me, I'm surviving this fire! <laughs> okay. Alright, so okay, what you do see is that you are in the front office of the prison. There's a front desk there with a bunch of papers on it. There's like a bunch of swords and spears and racks on the wall. But there's no one there. And in fact, the door to the outside is standing wide open and you hear screaming from outside. Well, um... Uh... Well, you, well, you, got, you guys don't see that. No, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I see that. I'm talking Bruno. Uh, perhaps he was not the best scout to send forward, but um, I say we follow. Yes, agreed. While they're doing that... Can I go and grab a spear off the wall and get get ready to poke Darren just for fun? There, There is screaming going on outside, and you are trying to startle me. Okay, um, let's do it. Hey, priorities, man. <laughs> priorities. Yeah, you know what? Just make an attack roll with advantage because you have surprise. <laughs> and well, the dice lords don't like me because uh, that was... <laughs> Nine. Yeah, that's not gonna break my armor class. <laughs> yeah, so you you went and you like you take a swing and like you timed it just wrong, so like it ends up going like right in front of him, and he just kind of walks into it and like knocks it aside. Hey, what's this? That was for you. Look, I got a present for you. A spear. Why, thank you. But um, I'd much prefer a sword or a hand axe. But uh, I'll take a spear as well. Why not? Compliments your. Hordes. Okay, let's keep it. Let's go. <laughs> Actually, I do grab a sword on my way out because you said there were swords and spears. I'm just going to grab one of them. Yeah, okay. You guys walk through the front door of the prison out into the street and above you in the sky, you see a sight that has caused strong adventures to run crying. An ancient red dragon, wings spread wide and flames seeping out of its nostrils and mouth with every breath circling in the air above the city. And as you take in that sight, you take in the sound of screams, the twangs of crossbows and longbows as people and guards fling arrows into the sky at this great, great beast. You see people screaming and running in circles. You hear the sobs of women and men who have lost all hope. But as you take in all of this, a young boy, seemingly completely unfazed by all of this, runs up to you and says, Are you the prisoners with Henry? Come with me. What? And that's where we're going to end our first session. Ah! Uh, What? (laughs) 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 What? (laughs) 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 (laugh
Anyway, thank you to Matt, Charles, and Aaron for being such good sports. Thank you to my wife for watching the kids while I play Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, thank you in advance, though I haven't edited the episode yet, to Kevin McLeod for all of the music that we use in this episode. Uh, Royalty-free, but with full admission that it is his creation and very good music, too. And thank you to you, our listeners, for hanging in there. You guys are pretty great. The following tracks were used with the permission of a free license through Incompetech Film Music. All music was composed by Kevin MacLeod. Here are the titles in order of appearance. Attack of the Mole Men, An Upsetting Theme, Killers, Phantasm, Urban Gauntlet, and again, Attack of the Mole Men. Thank you again to Kevin MacLeod and Incompetech Music.